Oh, what now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> everybody to another episode of two nerds one quest that has got to be the best point introduction i didn't realize you had started already norm good gracious awesome how i do i am your host and dm jc here with these three nerds because math is hard uh that first voice you heard the man that could set me up for failure this morning set me up for excitement as Tom M. Norman playing Aaron on this morning. How are you doing, buddy? Fantastic. Not only am I sneaky in-game, I'm sneaky in real life. Oh. 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 <laughs> and, and a man who's not, not so sneaky in real life, but very, very charming, has a charisma score of about a 18 or 19, I would I would throw it at, is uh, one Ryan Crixus Kukta. How are you doing today, buddy? Yeah, I, my stealth rolls are always at disadvantage, IRL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then last but not least, that chuckle you hear, the lore master, the lazy dragon, the legendary Jeff Doc Williams. Good morning, Good morning everyone. <laughs> welcome oh, to Sunday. Welcome to Sunday. Sure. Let's kick this show up. Um, Jeff, you want to give us a review of what happened last week and where approximately you guys are standing? Yeah, last week, uh, the recap, I think, is a little shorter because there was some some combat and some negotiations, which took some time. So we uh, finished coming down the elevator in the, in the gem mine outside of Tourmaline. Uh, as Aranon is wont to do, he decided to go left. Um, so after uh, he found some kobolds on a table, the rest of us very unstealthily followed. Um, we took care of those kobolds. Uh, Aranon continued on the next trek, and uh, Ellie found another Chewinga to play dinner with. Chewinga. Uh, we again made some poor stealth rolls and Aranon's just uh, you know probably fed up with our uh, our stealthiness um, <laughs> and he found a kobold that spoke clear common and seemed to be more intelligent than your average kobold after some uh, tense negotiations uh, it was decided to just let the kobolds go so they're meeting us near the entrance um, and then Aranon decided to uh, tie himself off before going across the bucket, to, across the chasm. And he found in one cavern a bunch of riches and gems and all kinds of happiness. And in the other one, the skull of an unholy creature. And that is where we left off. The skull of an unholy creature. That is a fantastic way to put that. Sounds very accurate. Oh, that is not how I wanted to open that, though. And now I have this junk. Okay. I will deal. All right. So, Aranon, 
you are looking at this uh, skull of an unholy creature. Um, there is the gem in its. Is it in its forehead? I believe it was. Yep. Yeah, sounds, um, sounds right. What would you like to do? I'm going to, because I'm facing the gemmed face thingy, I'm going to turn around and yell back to just the group in general, hey, you're going to want to grab some pickaxes. Throw me one. Um, so you had gone across and and um, you you yelled this back over the chasm. It's um, make perception checks, um, Doc and Crixus. Eight. Six. Six. Yeah, you don't. It's loud. There's a lot of water pouring down. Ellie's kind of looking back up the tunnel that you guys came from. Um, you don't hear anything. Aaron, you assume they heard you. Sadness for me. I want a pickaxe, man. I want to knock that shit out. Um, there might my... be one over there. I don't remember seeing one last week. Uh, is, is, well, is you were bl blinded by the gems. You think, based on what you saw looking down the other... Because you looked down the other one mm -hmm. and saw the the um, the geode, mm -hmm. like basically all the gemstones in that other cavern. Uh, you think you recall seeing a pickaxe in that cavern? Oh, okay. I am. So I'm trying to remember how I got across. I walked. You got across on the bucket, the bucket, bucket rope bucket across. That's right. And once you're on that side, you've got about 10 feet of rope before you're going to hit the end of what we're holding. Mm -hmm. uh, I am going to untie my rope and tie it to the rope bucket so they can pull it back. Okay. And I'm going to um, triple check the knot. <laughs> okay. So you, you you come back and in plain view of you guys, you see Aranon start untying himself. And you wonder at first what he's doing. <laughs> He's 20 feet across this chasm. Then you notice he's tying it to this bucket. Um, Doc and Crixus, um, as you're sitting there kind of watching him, and Norm, <laughs> as the as you go to reach for the bucket, the bucket moves a little bit. Just maybe six inches. And it startles all three of you because you're kind of watching what's going on. And you follow the rope back and realize that there's a pulley mechanism behind Doc and Crixus. And Ellie's back there pulling, just pulling it a little bit to screw with you guys. Oh. <laughs> I got Norm. I'm buckets alive. I'm going to toss the rope over and just kind of throw it so that they can tie themselves up and give Ellie the finger. 
So uh, Ellie starts reeling in your rope, the the two the rope that right. was tied around her. And I'm gonna go into the stuff. mine as well. I'm gonna go into the mine with all the gold, try to see if there's a pickaxe, and then start hacking away. Assuming okay, you, you you go over there. There is a pickaxe. Um, and uh, yeah, you do start hacking away. Uh, Crixus and Doc, do you guys go over there? There's no motion or anything from Aranon other than him tying the rope to the bucket or throwing it down. Like he's a, he's across. Apparently he's going exploring or something. Doc is probably. A good do you want a boulder parch? Do you want a boulder parchment shears for it? <laughs> oh no, you got it. That's rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, sure, sure. All right. This would be weird on stream. <laughs> yeah, especially with with Genius's yeah, leg. Right. Or the leg spike. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst game of Boulder Parchment Shears I've ever seen. <laughs> All right. Now it just looks like Genius is trying to whack himself. You got me. Uh, I still think Doc should go. All right. I'm going to put Doc in the... Well, you could... Oh yeah, yeah. I lost. So you can put me in the bucket. Yeah, you go across. You lost. <laughs> Nobody puts a dock in a bucket. <laughs> I was born in a bucket. That sounds right, actually. Oof. I don't know what to Oof. say about that. I'm thinking of the logistics of that, and that sounds gross. <laughs> um. The bucket was emptied twice. All right, so let's. Uh, <laughs> Let's push Doc across. <laughs> so you get Doc in the bucket. Wow. You wheel Doc across. He gets across. Uh, no issues, Doc. You're able to climb out on the far side. Um. All right. Aaron went. Aaron's okay. in the gem gem cavern, or yeah, he went to the yep. gem cavern. Gem cavern. Okay, so I will go in that way then. Okay, you go in that way, and inside on this um, side of it, it kind of opens up. There's a one of those landings that kind of goes up, and in that face there, and the face above, there are all these geodes with these purple and red gems kind of all throughout it. Uh, there's another pickaxe and a shovel on the ground. You see Aranon's picked up one of the pickaxes. Aranon, are you going after these specific gems, or are you going back to the other cave? No, I'm saving the one in the creature for last because based on our travels, I feel like if I take the gem out of the monster's head, it's going to come to life, and I'd rather get some gold first. <laughs> so you're going to grab some actual... You're going to grab some crap here and then and then induce the Indiana Jones moment. Yes. Yeah? Okay. Yes. I've Got seen it. that movie before. <laughs> that's, that's using the melon. Um so, Doc, yeah, you get across. There's a shovel. There's a pickaxe there. You see Aranon has a pickaxe, and he's going to town on one of these. Um, All right. Um, do I, from my uh, time in the mines, would I have any idea how valuable these particular gems are? If these are like, yes, get as many as you can because they're going to be worth it, or these are pretty, but they're not uh, not the, the mother load. 
There isn't anything in here that you've seen that is kind of a mother load. If you spend about an hour chipping away at these, you estimate, uh, you probably you're probably gonna get at like ten gold per hour. Yeah. Uh, return on on work. Um, with a, like a max of like three hours, maybe, and you'd have a place clean. Especially someone with your experience. <clears throat> okay. Um, I don't want to burst Aranon's bubble, so I'll let him kind of, I'll help him and get some stuff and just kind of more hint at the time and getting back for the party as kind of more of a, you know, these are, these are pretty, but you know, I don't want to, I don't want to make him feel bad that this isn't super valuable. <laughs> so, uh, at this point, you, you're, you guys are working through there. Crixus, um, Ellie said she'd take the bucket across. Actually, she said she'd wait on the other side just to make sure that you guys can all get back and then asked you to just tie off the rope over there when she sent you across. Um, what I hear you saying is Ellie thinks she's going to stay by herself on this side? That's what she's intending, yeah. That's what she's trying to convince you she's going to do. She said, I, I'm going to stay over here. It's fine. I can... Crick says, it's, it's fine. There's nothing... We met what was down here. Okay. I will jump. I will get in the bucket. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for trusting me. I know you don't want to leave me here by myself. I get it. And she start, as she says that as she starts pulling the rope to push you across, to pull you across to the other side. You get to the other side without issue. Um, where do you go? I'm going to meet up with the boys and try to see what's going on. And I okay. hear some like clanging. So yep. maybe they're working. Yep. Yep. And you come around the corner and you see Aaron on hard at work at uh, chipping some stuff out and Doc kind of um, union working. Kind of got his arm up on a, on a uh, pickaxe and <laughs> said, hit it a little higher. It's going to actually release that whole thing. And Aaron, do you actually, are you following Doc's instructions? Yes, because in theory, he knows what he's talking about. Okay. Um, based on the fact that you took Doc's instructions or are open to this, um, you are able to get, I will say, a hour and a half of work done within an hour. And you'll pull down 15 gold worth of gems out of this uh, wall, basically. Excellent. Uh, I'm, gonna, at, I'm gonna put it I in my all... bag of holding. I'm gonna just kind of say I'm gonna put this in the bag for now. I would also like to pull a few unpolished gems out of the uh, mm -hmm. out of the are, wall. Are you gonna work for an hour with them, or are you gonna kind of sit? I was just gonna ask, what are you doing for the hour? Because Aaron's gonna be here for an hour doing this. Yeah, I'll work for an hour. Okay, so you're able to pull about ten gold worth of gems down as well. So um, how much you said fifteen for me? Fifteen, yes. Bless you. Bless you. Yeehaw. Um, I'll say right as we're getting near to the end of the hour, Doc will get kind of bored and and curious and go check out the other chamber. Okay, so Doc, when you come walking out, you look across the way. Ellie's actually sitting down. And this Chewinga has followed down 
the the tunnel and she has a spoon and a fork from like her mess kit you've seen her get it out before and she has handed it to it and she's pushing like little rocks towards him in the ground and he's got the spoon (laughs) kind of just trying to push them back to her so they're playing this little game of like rock hockey uh but she seems entertained (laughs) if nothing else she's not aggravated or anything um going over to this other cave you walk into it and just above eye level for you being a dwarf um on the wall is this skull that kind of juts out of the wall um larger than normal eye sockets there's a, a very curious like ridge between the eyes it's kind of unexpected um something that might have passed for a nose and like four small like holes where there would be teeth uh, make a intelligence check for me kind of people kind of know what this is viewers yeah nine, 19 um you do you're aware of what this is um you've never actually seen a living one in your life um but in your travels you have been to museums and situations where there have been um preserved and dissected and like nailed to a board illithid and their anatomy and you recognize this illithid skull in the wall yeah and probably from uh, dark tales told to keep young dwarves in line uh doc is probably a little unsettled probably very unsettled because this would be the Uh, stuff that you were warned at like you said as a child the scary stories don't dig too deep in the mines don't go too deep there are untold dangers lurking in the dark depths of the ground yeah i i think trying to uh just maintain composure he's probably not going to get closer and he'll probably go back and and see if the guys are ready to go okay um Doc comes back in by you guys as you're finishing up your mining and putting stuff away. Um, clearly rattled. Um, Doc, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I. You know, we maybe we should uh, maybe we should get on out of here. I think we've uh, we got to get back to town. We got to deal with the kobolds upstairs. Don't want to miss the party. What's right, down? You can tell. Uh, He's doing a bad job of hiding his uh, anxiety. What's down the other route? Uh, Anything else we need to see down here? I'm going to interrupt Doc before he says anything and say, yeah, there's a cool gem inside this monster face. Uh, We need to grab that before we go. (laughs) That dog was warning you. Yeah. Think. Uh, Doc is um, not excited about that, but... You know. Face of a monster, huh? Yeah, it seems really kind of creepy and scary, and I kind of like it. But I also really like want to get that gem out of its face. Um, hey, side note, I'm kind of scared that it might come to life, so we should probably be prepared. Let's go get it. Doc, the mention <laughs> that make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> When Aranon mentions the possibility of this thing coming to life. 
16. 16. You are rattled. Good and rattled for a moment before you realize, wait a minute. If it's coming back to life, it's going to be undead. It's not going to be an elephant. <laughs> so that settles your mind a little bit. Um, but your yeah, primary that's goal feel so much better. Is... Undead versus real life elephant. Yeah. <laughs> the undead lacks the uh, tentacle stuff to grab a hold oh, of your head and the, I suppose. the the toothy bits that bore into your skull. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, they can go first. You uh, and you go in and you, you enter. Um, you get you get into this cavern. Like Doc, you're concerned about getting out now. Like you would probably. And I leave it up to you what you want to do, but the bucket's probably your first concern now at this point. <laughs> I'm yeah, torn between <laughs> getting myself out and staying with them in case they can't get out. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so Aaron, on you go around. Um, Ellie sees the three of you come out and stands up from playing with this chewinga, and like preps to bring you back across. Uh I'm going to hold my hand up like one minute and point towards the the cave. Indicating that we're going in there. So you go and head in there right away. You got pick in hand. Um, Crixus, what are you doing? I mean, I'm, I'm headed in there with him. This okay, is so a real adventure shit, Crixus. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen this monster yet with the crystal... So, um, as you enter, the two of you, Aranon and um, Crixus, enter this uh, cavern. Uh, Aranon's got the pickaxe up, and he's about to strike this skull in the wall. Kind of interested in getting us, and you see this skull about five feet off the ground. It's got a crystal embedded in its forehead. These overly large eye sockets, and a uh, uh, this strange ridge down the middle of the nose and these four holes where teeth should be um go ahead and make an intelligence check see if you know what this is all the better to chew on your face with my dear yeah exactly right i do you do you clearly do <laughs> You know, exactly what, you know exactly what this is, and there's just a moment where you get a good case of the all-overs and you just shudder, understanding what this is. Hold on one second. Fair enough. Uh, Doc, um, are you getting in the bucket to go across? I'm full weapons at the ready. Like, this is going to be the end game. This is the final boss, kind of uh, just standing right in the doorway, prepared for the worst. You drawing your weapons, um, Ellie across the way is suddenly on high alert, uh, pulls her mace, lifts her shield up. <coughs> She's trying to yell to you across, across to you from the water. Um, um, go ahead and make a perception check. I knew that was coming. 19. 19, yes. You Although hear Ellie yelling across to you. So. You still hear her, her voice is high and Ring, shrill okay. and cuts over the water uh, in the cave. And honestly, um, Aranon and Crixus go ahead and make a perception check as well. 
um when you turn to look at ellie doc she's kind of she's kind of like waving like what's going on like she looks a bit manic in this moment 18 yeah i probably barely get barely give her a glance at that point 24 um oh, we could just send her a picture text message of the illicit before we <laughs> yeah do no your service down here is terrible do we have yeah, pencil yeah, and you're paper? Under, you're far, far underground. It's not going to work. Right. I don't know why, what I was thinking. All Do we the have pencil tools and tools on the layers above you, it's just not going to work out well. Do we have pencil and paper? We yeah, can sketch a picture and, and paper airplane it across. Do you have a pencil and paper? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, we do have an ink pad and some leather to write, um, to draw a map on. Ooh, we could frisbee the leather. Why, why, you, why even All right. frisbee? Anyway. <laughs> you have means to put it across. Anyway, so what she's you saying? You guys have high enough intelligence scores that I think you would put right. it in the bucket and move it across the chasm. Mm, really? And not try and throw it across the chasm. Are you sure? As you, yeah, I'm ruling. Yes, you're not that dumb to try and throw it across the chasm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Crixus and Aranon, you hear Ellie yell. You don't know what she yelled, but you hear her voice carrying over the top. And it seems panicked. Right as Aranon's about to chunk into the skull. We're in the uh, equivalent of initiative, Aranon. What do you do? Basically. <laughs> we've get, or... kind of been put into a natural initiative here. Uh, hurry, swing or... I am do taking it. one do giant it. swing as hard as I can. Um, yes. Okay. Crixus, do you do anything in this moment? I am saying, hurry, fool. Fly, you fools. Hopefully, you're not saying that at the end of this. Um, okay. So, Aranon, um, you swing. Give me an attack roll. Uh, give me, uh, add your strength bonus to it. And. Are you proficient in miners' tools? If you are, you can end your proficiency bonus. Otherwise, just the strength bonus to it. Uh, no, dice set poisoner's kit to use tools. <clears throat> okay, so you take this pickaxe and you swing at this skull. So I'm taking. I'm just doing rolling a twenty. Die roll plus your strength modifier. Oh, whatever it is, it's minus one or, or yeah. minus, yeah. <laughs> 14. 14. You you actually you hit the skull, and the interesting thing is the skull just shatters around it, around this crystal in the wall. Um, this, the crystal starts falling. Um, falling out of the... Whoa, Kramini, what did I do here? Did that hiccup on me at all, or was I still... No, you're fine. Uh, you're good. Oh, cool. I, didn't, I, I, didn't I clicked on an alert that took me off my screen. Sorry. New computer. Learning it. Um, New computer. Who does? Crystal starts falling out of the... Crystal starts falling out of the wall. Make a dexterity saving throw to try and catch it before it hits the ground. An advantage, because I'd say, quickly! Yes. <laughs> all right, with advantage. <laughs> 22. 
22. Yes, you actually catch it. You, you, you strike it, you see all the stuff kind of crumbling around and slowly start tipping out of the wall. Catch it before it falls. Um, you can feel it. Like when you grab it, there, there's a there's more to this than just being a crystal. Um, I'm going to jam it into my bag and quick run to the mouth opening. I'm so glad you said bag and not forehead. <laughs> Anyone that's seen the end of the original Diablo game. Oh, yeah. I'm like, why would I slap it in my forehead? Oh, yeah. Um, it was in the forehead of something else. Yeah. Sure. Well, that doesn't mean I'm going to... Hey, I wonder what this does. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Let's try to crack it open. <laughs> I don't know. You were going to try and throw a message across the chasm that had a bucket. No, I was going to Frisbee know. it because playing Frisbee is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not wrong. Frisbee golf, for sure. So, yeah, I'm going to... Hey, you got a, a basket. <laughs> I'm going to jam it in the bag of holding Nothing bad happened. Nothing Doc has, Doc has no problem being the first one in the bucket, and he's... Doc's in the bucket and, like, scrambling, pulling on the rope halfway across. He, Scooby, he Scooby-Dooed his way across. He's His feet yeah, didn't touch the ground. He's yeah. just running in the air. The bucket's still of... on your side. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just grabbed the rope and is pulling himself across. No. Yeah, and, like, yeah. we can hear... We can hear the cartoon scrambling sound, <laughs> like... <laughs> There's lines coming off his back as he's running. Just a puff of the smoke. puff of smoke that looks like me. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and it blinks twice before disappearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons, man. So, uh, Doc, you're in the bucket, and Ellie is clearly still panicked, not getting much of a reaction out of you guys, and sees you out <laughs> in the bucket rather than the quirky. So she's pulling and reefing and getting you over um as you go to climb out out of the bucket both your excitement her misunderstanding and excitement i need you to make a dexterity saving throw as you get out of the bucket quickly oh natural 20 natural 20 plus one um your foot slips uh, actually it doesn't slip you put it on bad footing in a large chunk of like probably about a two foot wide diameter by like three foot long chunk of the cavern falls away into the darkness below you um but you're able to without i mean hand on ellie's hand grabbing forearms you're able to pull yourself out without any issue um and you kind of turn and watch back as this large chunk of stone just keeps going uh crixus and aaron on you see doc nearly you, you panic for a half second as you see it let loose and then realize he's completely fine. He's on the other side. Um, and Ellie's wheeling the bucket back, and I assume Doc is helping her at this point to you guys. Which one of you is getting in the bucket first? I'm going to send Crixus first because he's got the shield and healing and stuff. Hmm. That's that's bold of you. <laughs> uh, Crixus is Aaron's asking you to go in the bucket and leave him behind by himself. It's I'm not gonna like, as bad as I'm gonna half I'm gonna half pick him up and put him in the bucket. Uh make, make a strength check. <laughs> <laughs> I put him in the bucket. <laughs> there's a bit of a de- there's a bit of a debate. <laughs> 
Uh, you get you can make a dexterity or strength saving throw if you're gonna fight him once he starts picking you up. I am making a dexterity saving throw. Okay. And <laughs> what rolled... was your roll, Ryan? Nineteen. Nineteen. Oh, I rolled a ten. Ten. So you, you're <laughs> struggling. You try and get away, but his grip is actually like it's one of those things where you get a kid and you grab him and they try and lose their self away, but they don't realize how strong the adult is that is holding the arm. <laughs> it's like, no, you need to come here. And Crixus picks you up and puts you in the bucket. What? What? And once God. you're in the bucket, son of a dock it. God, motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. No, you're going to bed now. <laughs> Dad, I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to get in the bucket. So, mean. I hate you. So, as, as frustrated as you are, when you're put in the bucket... Doc and Ellie are pulling very quickly. Like you are away from Crixus before you can even like, like you're cursing at him from the bucket uh, heading across the thing, and you resign yourself to the fact that okay, you're going over first. Uh, Crixus, make a perception check for me. I perceive it. Twenty-three. 23. Um, there's a slight rumble in the ground below you. Like, under your feet. Cool. Aaron, <laughs> you, you get out, Awesome. You get, you get out of the bucket on the other side without issue. Um, and they send the bucket back towards Crixus. I mean, Crixus is going to get in the bucket... Okay, Crixus gets in the bucket. Uh, start wheeling back. Um, Just so you know, you I pulled up. out my my hand, my both of my hand crossbows, hand crossbows. because with the, with the way Ellie was acting and Doc was also needing a new pair of shorts or pants, I'm gonna be prepared just because I don't know what the hell Ellie's bitching about. One one by one, everyone is buying into the panic and chaos that initially started with Doc just not understanding this was an elephant skull. <laughs> The whole situation is just the whole party is amping up slowly. Um, Crixus, as you're coming across and you see Ellie's pulling very hard, she seems concerned. Uh, Doc is assisting with this. Um, they get you across, they get you out. Aranon's got his crossbows out. Ellie picks up her sword and sh or her mason shield immediately and is on the ready. Doc's still panicked from all of this. <clears throat> What would you guys like to do? Everyone's at heightened alert. Do you... I'm going to look at Ellie and say, okay, what's going on? I don't know. You tell me. Doc looked like he was about to crap himself when he came out of that cave. What'd you guys do? Oh, for the love what's of God, I'm putting my 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 uh, crossbows down. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm reattaching them to my belt. And I'm just, I'm beside myself. Oh, what? There's nothing... You were yelling Nothing. at us? I didn't know what was going on. No one said anything to me. I see Doc come running out of the cave looking like he's seen a ghost. So I why you would you go get back up? in? You wave at me running back in. And I next wave. thing I know, he's hopping in the bucket and damn near falling trying to get out of it. But. <sighs> really? It's nothing. There was nothing over there. I am walking away. I'm going down. I'm going back the way we came. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm just ignoring her now. Aaron, I'm just one of these. <laughs> Walks away. Up, up the path. 
Yeah, Doc, as soon as they're all across, Doc is pretty much oblivious to the conversation, just staring back at that opening with the, you know, axe in hand, just kind of like waiting to see if something's going to come out, you know, ghost in the darkness kind of thing. Yep. Crixus? I mean, I'm still in the bucket, right? So well, you, cl- um, you climbed out, you climbed okay. out of the bucket, yeah, and came into this conversation. <laughs> Crixus is right. still in the bucket, right. like guys, help me out. <laughs> they stopped pulling halfway across. He's in the middle, just in the bucket, <laughs> guys. <laughs> no, the illithid, the illithid was a dead thing, and dead things come alive only when I say they do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe illithid. we should have had you. Bring it you, to life. Are you serious, Illithid, Crixus? Ellie says. Mm, the skeletal remains of an Illithid. Um, you guys want to go? Aranon's leaving. <laughs> she, she's inching her way towards that cavern and making. You said Illithid. She isn't. She knows what that is. She is not down to DTF. Down to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you. Yeah. <laughs> um, she starts heading up the uh, heading up the cavern, following Aranon. Crixus, Doc, you follow along. I assume you move your way up uh, the cavern again, around to M9, which is um. Uh, crap. I'm going to back this up. And M9 was where you had the these. break room. Yeah, that was the break room with tables and chairs and uh, stuff. The couple of kobold bodies um, that you annihilated. Um, standing over these bodies are three other kobolds. Um, one with these makeshift wings attached to his back. He seems to be having an argument with the other two. He's trying to calm them down, you think, maybe? Um, he's yelling at them in common, and they're yelling in clearly not common. Do any of you speak kobold? Or dragon, I should say. Um, draconic? Draconic, yeah. No. Nope. Nope. Like dra- dragon kind of? What, oh, God, what's a dragon? Like? Draconic, yes. None of you speak draconic. Dragonish. Dra- dragon? Funny. He doesn't look dragonish, although he's got the <laughs> makeshift wings. Um, <laughs> but he keeps yelling at him in common. He's like, no, 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 no. We made a deal. We can go. We can leave. I... And they, they're gesticulating and yelling at the him and pointing at the dead bodies. And they turn to see you guys and draw weapons right away. And he steps in between. He's like, wait, 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 wait wait and they're both back there with these little daggers and just like hostile towards you oh we killed their friends um doc Doc is still shaken up enough that he he's definitely not in the oh it's probably just a cobalt druid let's let him go is like i'm suspicious of everyone and everything at this point here's a question how far ahead of but i'm the last one how far ahead of everybody was i would i have come across them first Five feet, ten feet. Oh, okay. No one hung around much for conversation. Okay. Walked away. Everyone kind of took that as a cue. Let's get the flock out of here. Um, 
I'm gonna say to the guy with the wings, control your minions or I'm putting them down. It looks like you already put a few of them down. That's what they're upset about. I'm trying to calm well, them, but they shouldn't they have been trying to sabotage the mine. Very well. And they shouldn't have attacked us. I have nothing to say one about that. Minute. Correct. Did did um Doc, did you you said you drew weapons? I'd never put mine away, probably. You never put yours away. So you cut you come up in the back, like with Crixus. Uh Ellie comes up behind Aranon, kinda had stowed her stuff because she's ready to move. Um you come around the corner with your weapons out. <laughs> and one of them takes his dagger. Um does a ten hit your AC? No. He hucks the dagger at you. Um Missing you completely, and we can go into initiative here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Give. Oh, uh, please let me go. Got first. out of hand. That got out of hand quickly. <sighs> um, and they are. At... Uh, okay. Would you have Aaron? Ten. Okay. Also 10. Which one of you wants to go first? Aaron for sure. Well, I was going to assume that Doc would strike first since he had something thrown at him. Honestly, I do like that because storyline, uh, something was thrown at you, Doc. You'd... I mean, in order to throw it at me, it would have had to go past everyone else. So I'm... Yeah. Uh, other than Crixus. Crixus, I... I imagine, was in the back. Because you would have been a bit more spooked by this. Uh, Crixus, what was your initiative? Nine. That actually works out very well. Um, so, he throws the blade at Doc and misses. Um, Ellie draws weapons instantly and moves forward to swing. Um, she steps right up to the one that threw the knife and uh, tries to clobber him um, with a 14. Oh, give me a second here. I need stat block. Oh, 14 just hits. Fantastic. Um, so her, let me do this. Let me pull her sheet up. Uh, Actions. All right. Mace. Oh, no, I did that roll already with a die. Oh, that, that's an even better roll. So, and same result. She hits uh, her damage. Oof, oof. Three points of damage with her mace as she walks up into this. Um, she's not overly concerned. Like you guys annihilated the other two of these, so she's not doing much more than mace and stuff. Uh, the rumors of Illithids have her thinking, I may need to save, <laughs> preserve spell slots, preserve my magic for bigger fish. Um, Doc, dagger's thrown at you. Ellie walks up and clubs the one that threw it at you, uh, hitting it for uh, a couple of points of damage across the face. Uh, this is where playing a uh, raging barbarian in other campaigns prepares me for this blind. Like he is not thinking correctly. He is just going to grab a javelin from over his shoulder and huck it at the one that threw the dagger at him. 
Okay. Yeet! And it is uh, 23 to hit. Absolutely hits him. Only only four damage, though. Only four damage. Okay. It's only anything? a kobold-sized javelin, but... Um, I don't think he would have, I don't think he would throw a second one. I think he would just do the one attack and, um, Get him move closer then? Or he's going to stay there? Okay. No, I, he's just going to stay there. Okay. Um, Aranon. Combat has suddenly blown up around you. Like, it, this went from peaceful negotiations to aggressive negotiations very quickly. I, I'm going to pull my crossbows out again because they're on my... They're on my hip, so I, I quick draw. Yep. yep. Because it doesn't pay to run close to him yet. So I'm going to quick draw. I'm going to shoot with uh, my right hand first. Durka, durka. 25 to hit. 25 absolutely hits. For sure. Holy you bastard. Five damage. Five damages. All right, second shot. Uh, actually, I, I was, and I'm sorry, I was shooting at the main guy, the boss. Oh, the boss. Ooh, okay. Yeah. That, that's a that's a different story. I gotta be taking these points off of the other guy. My bad. Right. I'm shooting at the boss. Yep, still hits. Still hits. Still does five damages. All right, left hand. A stranger. Twenty-five to hit. Crossbows. Twenty-five does hit. Do, 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 do. Niner. Niner. Nope, seven. I lied. Seven. I can't oh. count. Math is tough. And I'm using a pen. Jeez. All right. Well, uh, what the hell are you using a pen for? Because I don't use pencil. <clears throat> I commit, man. Ooh. So um, instead of movement, can I put my crossbow, my cross hands? my crossbow is back on my hips and pull up my sword instead of movement um it yeah, movement bonus action sure i say if you use your movement and bonus action yeah because i don't have any your... other and there's nothing else i want to do at this point yeah i'll say you can put your as your movement you put crossbows back and then as your bonus action you pull your sword yeah hiding's not going to do much yeah. I'm going to duck behind Crixus. Crixus. Crixus is not convinced <clears throat> that we need to kill another kobold. Good so luck convincing I'm the rest of us. Use thaumaturgy and okay. say. Hold your attacks before the next one dies. With uh, an incredible sense of urgency and uh, and volume, I assume. Yeah, and then I'm going to off the walls of the cave. And then I'm going to bang on my shield again to make as much noise as possible, mm -hmm. and use my movement to get right up to the kobold leader within melee range without striking. Okay, make an intimidation as, check. As Crixus moves past me, I'm going yep. to 
yell at him, choke on an entire bag of dicks. I'm tired of this bullshit. Entire bag of dicks. Okay. Um, so make an intimidation check. Trixus. Middle of the road. Middle of the yeah. road. Uh, let's see. I feel like with thaumaturgy, maybe I would suggest advantage, but that's just me. I'm picturing Gandalf yelling at Bilbo. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, advantage. Advantage on the intimidation check with thaumaturgy, sure. I do like Not the way better. I do like the way that you are sharing <laughs> your your roles by saying middle of the road. I definitely perceive it. <laughs> I mean that's I mean, that's how my character would be. Like, look, I'm not overly convincing, but... And then my uh, my advantage roll was a one, so a not one. that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that is... I would call that disadvantage roll. Um, so you step forward to intimidate uh, the two lesser ones, not the leader both seem to react um, and cower a bit in the moment one the one having been hit a couple of times uh, the leader straight up looks at you and laughs and takes out the sword to swing at you um, and misses completely a, a two on the die so yeah you kind of you intimidate and kind of step up the other two are cowering they they were intimidated. They're they're lost what they're doing. They're holding back, uh, flipping back to the top of the order. Ellie has responded, hearing your call, and has taken up. Um, she is going to uh, dodge for the round. She has put up her shield, and she is uh, by taking the dodge action has instilled disadvantage on any attack towards her this round. Uh, Doc. Uh, huck the second javelin at the leader because he took a swing at at Crixus. Okay. <laughs> uh, I like the way going I way. like the way you think, Doc. <laughs> Miss though. Miss. I don't like your aim. It's like an eight, but I like your intentions. Um, I'm trying not to hit Crixus. Crixus, you got your shield out and you're kind of banging it, making the sound. And as you're doing this. Doc hucks his javelin, and as as you're banging that motion, your shield actually hits the javelin and kind of sends it off to the off course a little bit. Um, it looked like it might have hit the the boss guy. You get the idea that Doc isn't giving up the fight. You have the idea that Aranon's not the fight based on what he said as you passed him. Ellie seems to be the only one responding on your side of the war. Meow, meow. It's a tabaxi, <laughs> and that's good for me. Um, all right, then we move to Aranon. Do you have a bag of dicks for Crixus to hand to him? Oh, <laughs> whole bag of dicks. Here you go, and a spoon. Let's go. After this is over, I'm tackling him and shoving. I'm finding something whoa, to shove in his whoa, mouth. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let's not go there. I can't I mean, wait. for mature audiences, but wow. <laughs> I didn't yeah, say what I was shoving in there. I'm going to find something, though. Oh, I think you did on the last round. Yeah. Dildo Bygans. <laughs> <laughs> I think we broke Norm. <laughs> what would you like to do, sir? 
Now I just want to give him applause for that. <laughs> I'm going to move past Crixus because he's clearly in everybody's way. Thanks a lot, Crixus. Um, and swing the sh- you know I'm gonna swing the short sword at him. Yeah, that's my at do. the leader at the leader at the leader. Okay. Sword swing. Oh, 26. 26. And you hit him quite well. Quite well. Quite well. For eight. Um, how does he die? Aaron. <laughs> You can see the pained expression on Crixus's face as he was trying to avoid death in this instance. Well, so I hit him, and as I hit him, he falls over. What what are his wings made of? Like leather and wood and twine. Okay, good. So he falls over, his wing folds up, and a piece of the wood frame goes in one side of his head and out the other. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Um, okay. So. Graphic. Is Aaron on? I need to get back to this for a second. The curse of an active imagination. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, you end up... trying to find this oh here we go and he runs away um no no he he does not run away um oh look at the camera he ran away oh he (laughs) ran away he did run away clearly you are wrong sir clearly i'm wrong i'm looking down here i'm just trying to find because there's something very specific that happens here um when the leader dies a it falls the the spline of this wing goes through his skull and he's laying there on the ground as he's laying there on the aerial spirit comes up out of the body and stands before you humanoid in form with large slash through the side of his neck um Make a perception check, Crixus. You're the next one to go here. Well, that was unexpected. <laughs> Seven. Um, yeah, this, this seems to be some sort of ghost. What would you like to do? It's your turn. Um, sit um, in disgust <laughs> yeah disappointment and horror at how this this situation went so you sit down is the, 
Is the ghost is the ghost kobold sized, like the same size as the guy was? No, no, it's very clearly a human. It's very clearly a human spirit of some kind. Uh, Crixus, you kind of slump to the ground like Admiral Akbar when they lose the ship in Return of the Jedi. Kind of slump forward like that, disappointed in sitting down and like kind of taking a rest, going to one knee. Um, you see this this spirit has although it's come out of this body it seems to be attached to this satchel the satchel with all the quote-unquote natural spell components in it the mushrooms and the lichen and all that stuff the uh, the loser's fanny pack yeah yep. got it um in that moment, the other two kobolds, seeing him fall, turn tail and run up the tunnel. Uh, they wanted to in the first place. Um, they didn't want to fight you guys. They were leery of you guys. The um, So, yeah, they turn tail and run. So, um, Kukta, if you're acting like Admiral Akbar, are you going to say, it's a ghost? No. No, I'm going to say, what the f*** going on? And yeah, you clearly can because we are out of initiative unless someone's going to shoot at them as they take off. No, I'm going to let them, I'm going to let them go. I'm, because I have my sword. I'm not throwing my sword at them. Doc, do you do anything as they take off? There's a freaking ghost in front of me. I'm a little distracted now. Okay. So we're out of <laughs> initiative. Um... I'm and put yes, my sword away. those were Crixus's first words. Uh, excuse me. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, first of all, you're welcome. These guys were a pain and they were in our way. Second of all, what the hell's this? <laughs> I point at the ghost. I mean, Crixus will turn to the ghost and try to communicate. Just say, you're unexpected. Um, he looks around and flies directly towards you, Crixus. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. As he tries to enter your body. As he, as the ghost flies towards Crixus, I'm going to tackle him out of the way. As a reaction, try and tackle him out of the way. Yep. Go ahead and make a, go ahead and make a, um, unarmed attack. This your, your die roll plus your strength modifier or minus your strength modifier. Yeah, minus. Nine. Nine. You hit Crixus hard, and he kind of holds fast. He's on one knee. There, Crixus, what was your wisdom saving? Fourteen, sir. Fourteen. Um, as this ghost enters there there's a moment of resistance that you pile up 
against it, but then he just he sits basically it's weird. Um I don't know if you've ever been possessed by a ghost before. Um but you've heard awful things, you've heard them take over bodies and such. This one seems to sit down at a table next to your consciousness inside your mind. And it's like having a cup of coffee with an old man. He just looks at you and said, would you kindly pick up my satchel? What is that uh, character or in um, Star Trek? The symbiotic relationship. I know what you're referring to. I can't think That's of it off the top of my head. All right. So no. I would ask... I ask, what is special about the satchel? It's the last of my existence. It's my life's work. How do you exist? I mean, I assume this is happening up in... Yeah, here. yeah, this is all happening inside Crixus's head. Um, the, Crixus, for the, you guys saw this thing, like, Aaron, you hit Crixus hard and you kind of fell off, and you observed um, this ghost entering Crixus and you're all three of you are kind of just watching him I, waiting for some I would hostile have action probably rolled right up to my feet and pulled out my daggers like okay. kind of yep. be at the ready yep so you're all watching you rolling up to your feet you got your daggers out Ellie's still got her mason shield out doc you're you're all just kind of keeping an eye on Crixus to see what's going to happen he hasn't moved. He's kind of sitting there on one knee, and um, it, it, his eyes flicker a little bit. His head kind of nods. He kind of seems to be mimicking, almost having a small conversation with himself. I'm going to mention to Doc as I stand there. I'm just going to whisper, should I force him to drink the pooping potion? Maybe he can poop out the ghost. <laughs> um, Doc kind of... Grunts, uh, uh, like, how that's funny, but still to, to compl almost completely distracted. Like, huh. Um, he said, uh, he, he, he talks about his life work of cataloging the flora and the fauna of Icewind Dale. And he's not done with his work, Crixus. He's asking you to just pick up his satchel. It's the only thing keeping him here. Um, Crixus is going to detect magic on the satchel, assuming that it's magical. There's nothing magical about the satchel as you detect magic on the satchel. It is literally just a satchel full of and mushrooms and twigs and leaves. All right. I mean, I'm going to pick up the satchel. Then. I I just wanted to make sure it's not cursed or anything. And he he uh, and he, he said, "Would you kindly pick up the satchel?" And you pick up the satchel, realizing it's not cursed or anything. So is this a real satchel? Like, are we watching him pick up something, or is this mm -hmm. all in his head? Picking up a goddamn fanny pack and I'm putting yeah. it on. A fanny pack of um, plant life, for lack of a better term. Yeah, so you pick up this fanny pack, 
and put it on. He says, thank you. Um, you're more intelligent than he was as he kind of motions towards the other kobold. He goes, I just want to complete my work. It's the only thing keeping me here. And I, and Crixus will say back, um, we have to get out of this mine, but I'd like to dig deeper on your life's work. Make sure it's in alignment with, with our work. Oh, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing earth shattering. It's library work. Theoretically. I mean, going out into the world and observing and bringing back the knowledge that I find. Hmm. Okay. You seem to be uh, able to steer yourself pretty well, so I will trust you. You seem friendly enough. You've picked up my satchel for me. If you need me, I'm here. It is I who needs to be able to trust you. Tread lightly. Fair enough. I just... You brought my. You picked up my satchel. I'm. I'm here. Let me know if you need anything. And... All right, I'm gonna like shake my head, kind of to like. All right, I'm. I'm done with that for now. Yeah. Um, and if if John as DM, if you could let me know if there's anything else interesting that my detect magic comes up with, I'd be more interested in that crystal that we picked up um yeah that that shines like mother trucking beacon so my my is bag of your... holding is glowing oh actually yeah it is in the bag of holding so it isn't oh, is it in the bag of holding? uh yeah right, it's in the tech, you wouldn't see that it's sorry good call. nope thank you that's a good correction um so yeah um continue on north or Actually, I'm going to search the kobold with the wings just to see if there's anything on him. Um, The guy with the wings? Uh, let's see. Is he... And then I'm going to um, have a conversation yeah. with Crixus. Um, There isn't anything. Like, the one difference between him and the others was the satchel. Um, in this, in this moment where Crixus is having this conversation inside head, you guys see him pick up the satchel and put it on. Uh, not threateningly, or but he takes it off the other kobold and puts it on. Um, on these kobolds, there is uh, they each have a dagger and two javelins. Um, so if you wanted to collect a couple more javelins, but it's all stuff that is mundane use. I was gonna say, did the kobold with the that got struck by the javelin? Did he run away with it flopping behind him as it <laughs> <laughs> as it stuck? <laughs> No, it, it did fall out. Oh. Um, that is kind of a funny picture, though. When Crixus comes back to when he shakes when he shakes it off, mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of move in front of him and kind of try to look him in the eyes and say, Crixus, are you still in there? And kind of determine if he is, in fact, Crixus or not. I'm fine, Aranon. I have a dark passenger. Great, another mouth to feed. 
Um, Seems compliant. Is he friendly? It's going to eat anything, Aranon. Ellie says. I I, I look at her and I just roll my eyes like, no shit. Friendly, intelligent, but a bit inept. Why? Why? Why is it in you? That sounds wrong, but why? Yeah, why is it in you? (laughs) Show title. Why is it in you? This part of it I cannot explain, Aaron. It is. It seems to be a talent he has learned over the ages and has required me to, or has asked of me to provide a service for him so he can move on. What service? Seems simple enough. However, I have not yet gotten to the core of what is needed. Are you a pimp now? Go on and brush your shoulders off. (laughs) Oh, come on. No one's going to look at Ellie and say, ladies, this pimps too. Go on, brush your shoulders off. No, I was trying to think of the words in my head and I couldn't I couldn't place it. All right. Um I I will also say to Aranon though. Aranon, I'm still concentrating on my magical detection. Could you pull out the crystal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to open up the bag and shove my hand in and pull it out. Pull out the rock, pull out the diamond, whatever it is. The the big purple. Whip it out. Gemstone. I'm gonna reach um, in my reach in my bag. Whip out your big out. purple rock. <laughs> yeah. Um Crixus, this thing glows bright. Has a magical essence to it. Um Oh That got is... me more than it should have, genius. <laughs> what did you say? I said that got me more than it should have. No, but what did what did Jeff say? I missed what he said. His big purple rock. Uh, yeah, whip whip out your big purple rock. Yeah. Um, it is. Yeah, it is absolutely a magical item. Um, you to learn anything greater about it, you would either have to be able to identify it or. It seems to have a magic that you could tap into if you uh, spent some time concentrating on it. Are you talking to me or are you talking to Crixus? Because any of you? Well, actually, Crixus, because he's the one that's identifying it, yeah. or um, yeah. has his magic. Uh, he's not identifying it, but he has a. Yeah. This is, it is odd. I, I, I cannot quite place what type of magic this is we might have to have it identified by someone we would trust hmm interesting do you hmm, do you want me to keep it in the bag or do you would you would you benefit from holding on to it Prixus probably wants it. 
I'm checking one thing here. Um, it would be... I'm checking what type of magic it would be. Because you are able to determine that with that. Um, it probably not, isn't critical to the storyline now, but... It's divination. Yes, it would be divination magic. All right, I'm going to hand it over to Crixus then. Crixus will accept it. Okay. Um, what would you like to do? Um, so with the room calming down, Doc's adrenaline coming back down, he probably throws up in a corner after all that. Perfect. And then uh, pull out the flask. And tries to replace some fluids, which is probably the best thing to do after going up, right? Puke and rally. Some nice warm cider, I think, was in there. Yep. And Go ahead. Pass Go. it around if anyone wants a chug. Uh, I'm going to say you just puked. I'm not putting my lips on that. And, and yeah, Ellie just kind of... Thanks, Doc. Crixus could use a drink after all of that. Crixus seems oblivious to Doc throwing up. Wipe the top. Throw a swing back. Um, you proceed then up the tunnel? Yep. I'm going to say, all right, let's get this shit show on the road and start walking. Okay, you come to M7, which is where the bucket upward. You sank my battleship. Yes. <laughs> Um, the bucket is up. The other two kobolds anywhere? Um, of course make, it is. make a perception check. Nope. Aaron, actually, I'm, um, it's not going to be overly hard to see. There is a ruck in the dirt. There is just a ruckus of clawed out lizard footprints um the odd thing here is that there is a second set of footprints off to that one cave and none coming back now this is where we had that one set of footprints that went off into the cave i was gonna say that the cave the the way that we uh, did M not go down last time correct m8 m8 mm -hmm. so there's now a second set of footprints there and the bucket is up um, you are able to bring the bucket back down, but it's going to take you a minute. All right. I'm going to say if you guys want to head back up, you can if you don't feel like being down here anymore. But I'm going to go and check out this other direction real quick. There's another set of footprints that, that have led this way. If we're going to clear out this dungeon or this, this mine, we need to clear it out, make sure it's actually safe. We still have this task at hand. Okay. Anyone going with him, or are you all just focusing on going up with the bucket? I'm going to tell Ellie. I'll go with. To also go with, and I'll hold the bucket. Okay, so you're gonna. Crixus is gonna stay back and move the bucket down. Um. You guys walk up this, following this second set of tracks that has made this way. This fresher set of tracks that has made this way. And as you get up into this room, these tracks just. Straight up, disappear. Like, yoink. 
they stop being there. I'm gonna look at Ellie and Doc. And what are Ellie. what are your what are your passive perception scores? Doc fifteen. Fair enough. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, what's Ellie's passive perception? Um, let's see. Ellie's passive is. And I only have fifteen because of the feet. Otherwise, it would only be ten. Um. Ellie stops suddenly. She grabs, she grabs both your arms. Guys, 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 guys. And she points up to, at the ceiling. And at the, in the ceiling, on the ceiling, there is a large, like, flesh sack with a beak. And coming off of that are several and probably about 15 to 20 tentacles that are kind of reached down and wrapped around a small form tightly. Um, there, you, As you're looking up at this, there's blood that seeps out from between these tentacles and drops to the ground. Um, you hear the sickening sounds of whatever it has wrapped in its tentacles. Best guess, kobold, um, munching away Ugh. at this. Uh, to give you an idea of what this thing looks like. Now let's see if I can make this a bit bigger. Let's go here. Um, yeah. I'll show you this. Kind of what this thing looks like. Oh, he's so cute. Um, so. <laughs> Not the word I would use. <laughs> As you look at him up there munching, um, he stops moving and just sits there. You don't, He doesn't have eyes, um, but you get the feeling he's aware of you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you are all um, intelligent enough to piece together that this may be the true monster of the mines. Yeah. Uh, I think um, that's pretty obvious. Um, yeah. And just... so as you sit here looking at this thing up top, it has stopped moving, it has stopped munching, and you you just hear it from the tentacles, just the drips of blood. It's strange because you hear that in your head and it seems to be over the top of all the rushing water. The fear where you don't actually hear it but the sight of this blood dripping and hitting the floor, you hear that in your head understanding what that would sound like if it were completely silent. Like the water has become an afterthought to you guys. And we'll stop there with you guys observing. Yeah. Full on horror eating. movie special effect sound effects. By the way, there. everything John, else kind of dulls in the back, and you just hear bloop. As they leave, I'm just gonna pull out the crystal and like 
look at it and play around with it. Are you going to spend the time um, attuning to it? I, I assume I wouldn't have the time to actually attune to it. Uh, um, but, no. I mean, yeah, you I mean, I'm going to invest. I'm going to investigate it. I'm going to investigate it to as much detail as I can, you know, because this thing is unique. While you're while cranking the bucket down? He brought and the I bucket was... down. The bucket's down. Uh, we'll see how long they're gone before you pick up. I mean, you hear the rushing water. You may not hear anything that goes on up here. So we'll see. <laughs> that will all happen next week. Very cool. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> Now we have a week to figure out how we're going <clears> to, <throat> what, how, what, just how, what. <laughs> oh. That was fun. I like yeah, doing this stuff. Hope you save, just save some spells. Yeah, right. Did you reload your crossbows? Not yet. <laughs> no, but I have my, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I have my short, or I have my short bow yet too. That's true. I did not pick up the two javelins. I'm down two javelins. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Two nerds, one quest. We are live every Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. (sighs) This was a good one. This was a good one. And, guys, I don't think I'm going to be able to do uh, an Easter show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Easter's next week. All right. Yeah, that well, was we something we were going to talk about. That. that is an actual holiday that will fall on our... Yep. <laughs> Every time will fall on our days. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So that's oh, no. That's cool. Nope, I, would have, I was going to bring that up post-show. <laughs> but yeah, it's actually... This is a good spot to bring it up. People, enjoy your Easter next weekend. Those of you that celebrate Easter. Be good. Jesus is watching. <laughs> <laughs> and the Easter bunny. Oh, yeah. That too. Oh. oh man, that would have been. I'm biting my tongue. Good show title. I said something almost sacrilegious. This is a cave after all. Mm, fair enough. Fair. I'll just leave it at that. I won't go any further with it. Fair enough. <laughs> and with that, you can follow us all uh, on Twitter. I am at Tom M. Norman. Uh, JC is at Wildfire1265. Genius is at LazyDragonGB. And Crixus Cooch is at Crazy Cooch. We are at Two Nerds One Quest. Number two, Nerds Number One Quest. If you want to support us, the best thing you can do is share this with other people. Tell everybody else about it. Tweet about it. Retweet our tweets that we're retweeting by our tweeting tweets. Do that. Um, yeah, tell, tell other people about it. If you were enjoying it, give us. Uh, let us know. Tweet at us. Apparently, I want to say tweet today a lot. Uh, if you want to support us otherwise, you can go to patreon.com slash two nerds one quest. Patreon.com slash the number two nerds the number one quest. And uh, we have some really fun tiers. Uh, JC will have, he should be doing Tears of the players. <laughs> tears of the players. Hmm. Interesting. Some real fun tiers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have uh, what was it? You, oh, you made me lose my train of thought. Oh, JC is doing monthly uh, which encounters. I need to do. I need to do. And honestly, I freaking missed a moment where I could have done the <laughs> the February 
vote and I need to put the March one out there. I know what it's going to be. I just got to put it up. So I will put that up today. Excellent. And uh, Scoot and Jack McHugh, I know you are listening. I need to make you your plates. Your um, If you look at our banner here, the two nerds, one quest, and then the plates that we have next to our names, I need to make you something like that. So you need to tell me what exactly it is that you need. And with that, for me, for JC, for Cooch, and for the Lazy Dragon, we have been, and still will be, Two Nerds, One Quest. Peace. Don't tell you. Drip. 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 <laughs> <laughs>